Hello, and welcome to Live by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to write a song about how much you want to cheat on your wife. You really did that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't even, like, a good one. Like, I don't know, when I saw the lyrics that Camila was holding up, I was like, okay. <laughs> she picks it up and she's like, Billy, this is shit. <laughs> What's gotten she's into like, you? Not only are you cheating on me, you're also bad at songwriting now. <laughs> Aw, what happened? You broke it. <laughs> All right, so in these new episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six, the Six has decided to let Daisy into the band after their hit song, Honeycomb, takes the band to the top of the charts. As Karen and Graham slowly become more than friends, Billy and Daisy try to find ways to work together. Meanwhile, Simone has moved to New York to get away from a very difficult start to her singing career in L.A. That's right. Uh, at some point, <laughs> Billy and Daisy start to try to work it out, but it's clear that there's some tension between them both that results oh, yeah. in Daisy and Billy kissing, aka yeah. Billy kissing Daisy. Um, so now the two clearly have this like weird, tense energy. Meanwhile, Camila is trying to take back her identity from just being a mother and kind of being excluded from the six. So she maybe possibly sleeps with Eddie? Question mark? Unclear, um, but also very obvious. Daisy and Billy continue fighting, and this ultimately results in Daisy leaving the country. All right, Emberlyn, so who are you? Uh, <laughs> you're ready. I'm ready you're to like, skip. All right, let's just talk about this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Emberlyn, and I am completely in control of my faculties. Yeah, you are. Like, I know what you mean, but at the same time, I'm, I'm picturing, like, a school faculty that you're in charge of. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually a school administrator. It's something she says in the pool when yeah, she's yeah. like, right, right, right. But yeah, I'm also, I also happen to be a school administrator. I'm, I'm the superintendent of an area school. I'm Caitlin, and I really, really desperately want the waffles from the place that you and I go to uh. all the time. Oh my really gosh. good waffles. Um, packing my bags. Um, also, much like Daisy, I would like to leave the country because it won't stop snowing. Oh, is it snowing again? We got more snow. No. And I'm over it. No. Yeah. This is it. this is getting ridiculous. Somebody yeah. should call the police. <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> Somebody come and escort the snow out of the building. Literally, please. Maybe yeah. don't call the police then. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to call the weatherman. Um, <laughs> so, Emberlyn, what was your hook for these episodes? So, I think it came kind of late in the first episode for me, but I mm -hmm. really liked the scene. I think this was the strength of the whole season, is the party at Camila's and Billy's where the yeah. power goes out um, because Karen starts playing the piano and, like, riffing, and then the lights being off and the candles like the lighting was really good it's one of the rare instances where an amazon prime show has significant has like done a good job with their lighting um, <laughs> and billy uh is like holding julie and he starts singing and daisy starts singing like it's just a good vibe like i remember watching it and being like ah this is like i want to go to there like that's really cool. yeah like that's like the warm and cozy feeling that I feel like a good party gives you. I really like that scene. It was big uh, that episode of Drake and Josh where the power goes out and they all start singing. 
Oh, they so fucking stole that. That's not funny. Wait, no, my God, that's not funny. Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this makes me so nostalgic and like. No, I was too. Almost mournful. Like, why? What am I? What am I mourning? It turns out I'm mourning an episode of Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah, because I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is so, like the entire time I'm like, oh, I miss summer. Maybe it's because I'm in the dead of winter. Yeah, it just is never ending. But um. I was like, oh, I want it to be summer. I want to have, like, get-togethers with my friends and, mm-hmm. like, have, like, little parties and get-togethers and, like, we all sing together when the power goes out. And it was just, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, same. I It was just such a nice – it's, like, one of those environments where, like, how can you be sad? Like, no, you know? exactly. Exactly. Nice. Very nice. What was your hook for this episode? So I really liked seeing the development of Karen and Graham's relationship because – throughout the book I was always rooting for them Mm -hmm. um but also like understanding that they fit the theme of meeting the right person at the wrong time Mm. um which like to me like for for them it's like almost a little bit more heartbreaking because they clearly do love each other so much but they're just on completely different paths Mm -hmm. and it's just like (laughs) Aw. <laughs> yeah. Ow. <laughs> this hurts. I agree. Um. So just being able to like see, uh, obviously Graham has loved Karen from the start, but just mm-hmm. also see like Karen kind of like slowly realize that she has feelings for him too, and yeah, seeing that like go, she has a lot of face journeys that she goes on as she's like she staring does. after him, and I'm yeah. just like, ah kiss him and then they did and i was like okay all right yeah she was like fuck that girl in the car out there (laughs) poor caroline what happened to caroline caroline probably sat out there for like a good like 10 minutes i was like this is happening okay (laughs) i'm a road scholar i got i got more on my plate than i than this i could do better than this yeah i hope she felt that way she could i hope that's what happened yeah (laughs) so I, i i enjoyed seeing that develop throughout these episodes that was nice yeah i i agree i feel like um, I was kind of rooting for them in the book too until like the very end. What was your favorite? Well, did you have any favorite quotes from I, this string I, of episodes? I did. I had a few, and most of them come from Daisy because oh yeah, I I honestly think she carries this show. She does. Yeah. Um, but the first one that made me I burst out laughing was when they're performing at that festival and Daisy comes out at song two when she should have been at song four mm-hmm. and like Billy's like annoyed with her and he's like did you like not hear me like I told you like song four and she's like oh I thought you already played three songs because they all sound the same I thought it was so funny <laughs> yeah um and I also liked her uh she's like writing songs and she goes you're a dick you're a dick. <laughs> it's like something Looky, about woogie, woogie. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one that made me laugh really hard was when um, they were in the recording studio and Daisy's yelling at Billy, like, all of their songs should be as much as, like, Billy's as much as they are hers or Karen's mm-hmm. or Graham's and Warren's. And then she points at Eddie and she goes, or that guy's. <laughs> Love that. Humble him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just in the background. He just kind of nods and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy. I wasn't expecting to laugh as much watching this, and I did a lot. Yeah, these episodes, so it was really good. Yeah, I that I I think that first quote, first of all, because it's true. Like all of yeah. the, all of the songs, I feel like the Billy Wrights kind of do sound the same. To where I'm like, yeah. wait, which one is this? You know, like 
every time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, like, because of the repetition of the songs throughout the episodes, like, for various concerts they perform at, I'm starting to, like, they're starting to catch on for me. So I'm at yeah, that same. point where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this one. <laughs> when it comes on, like, they're slowly conditioning me to, like, like the songs, and it's, like, kind of unfortunate. But also, they do all sound the same, and I respect her for saying that. I love, I, I agree with you. I think Daisy, I think Riley Keough really carries this show. She has, like, she's just so quippy. I my One of my favorite quotes was when Graham puts on In My Room by the Beach Boys. Um, mm-hmm. And she starts dancing, and she's like, you know this song? Which is, like, so funny because, like, he put it on. Like, it's obviously yeah. the song that changed his life, but he's not really responding to it. So she's kind of just like, oh, I thought, I thought this was your... This is your jam, like, you know. <laughs> and then when she points out to him when he's talking about some of the songs he writes, he writes all these great, like, romance songs about um, Camila. And she says, you write songs about who you wish you were, not who you are. Yeah, um, that was good. That's, like, so good because like, that's – I think the more I'm watching the series, and I think if I went back and read the book again, I'd probably realize that that's very true. Like, oh, yeah. I think the book paints a picture of Billy that's very, like, oh, honorable. I wouldn't have ever cheated on Camila. Like, I there were girls here and there, and things happened, but at the end of the day, it was always me and her, and I wrote this song, mm-hmm. Aurora, about her. And But then I think – watching the show and obviously I've, I don't know I take some issue with this because I feel like the show kind of takes away the measure of speculation that the book gives you yeah but at the same time I feel like that's a really great line because it kind of it, at least for the show Billy that kind of summarizes his character to a T I really liked that line because I did like when I was reading the book I kind of always felt that Billy was like with um think it was aurora where it's like he's fantasizing like oh yeah this is who i like trying to convince himself like yeah Mm -hmm. no that's me like this is me yeah i swear it's me when it isn't so i i i I felt that from the book so hearing that Mm. in the show and i was like yeah you (laughs) got him you got (laughs) got him him. (laughs) i don't know why this is but when she comes out to the band when they're uh they're putting together a song and she says it needs to be swampier yeah i knew exactly what she was talking about for some reason Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to describe, it was just, I don't know, have you ever seen the, I'm trying to just, I'll try to describe it, this is going to be like really lame and it's not going to work very well, but do you know that song by Little Big Town? Um, it's, what is it? All the pontoon. Oh That's yeah. I think about when I hear it, it, sound, <laughs> yeah. it needs to sound swampier. I'm like, yeah, it needs to sound like it's, you know, you're in the pontoon yeah. boat. I think of like a drum hit that isn't clean at all like it kind yeah of like, it reverberates not in the sense that it echoes but in the sense that it's like w- wider i don't know exactly. how to describe it no that, exactly but yeah maybe you're using like you use like a loose wrist when you hit the drum yeah that's awesome yeah i know that i love that uh and then when she's in the pool and she's kind of having a little breakdown and she says to billy i think you're the most talented person i've ever met besides mm. me yeah <laughs> she knows her worth i respect that so much like good for her Good for she's her. never gonna put him on the pedestal because she's yeah. right next to him anyway. <laughs> so exactly. So let's talk about our two peaks in the valley for this show. Like, what really stuck out to you? What kind of fell flat for you? Tell me a little bit about your first peak. So my first peak was kind of surprising to me because I never ever want them to be together, but mm. the tension between Billy and Daisy was unreal. Like I was genuinely holding my breath in some scenes with the way that Riley Keough and Sam Claflin looked at each other and how close they were standing. Mm. Um, specifically the scene on the beach, because I was like, oh my god, 
I was like, I'll, I'll, and it was also fear because I'm like, please don't. I don't want you to kiss, you know? Mm. And I'm just like, ah, oh, don't do that. And also just like the, I think it was more a fear of like, how are they going to change it? How are they going to change the story? And are mm-hmm. they going to do that? So I was like holding my breath, but you can just like feel the tension between them so easily. And then the face journey that Billy has after, he, as like as he's watching Daisy sing the song after he kissed her, was insane because he does mm. like this little smile that he quickly drops as if he's catching catches himself mm-hmm. but he can't help but being awe in, of her as she's singing because he's like yeah i got you to do this and mm. then also like i do have these feelings for you but i shouldn't and i hate him for it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that was kind of that was one of my peaks um is just that kind of the dynamic this episode i feel like their chemistry was really palpable on this set of episodes to where mm-hmm. I was like more interested in their character development and their potential affair. Um, yeah. And I, I like that I was really looking forward to the scene where they write together at Teddy's house. I feel like yeah. it's there that we kind of start to see them humanize each other and you start to see the stark differences between them, especially in their creative processes. And the thing that and and then also the things that really connect them like Daisy is much more free-spirited and then Billy in an effort to reel himself in is much more disciplined but at the same time they both have this kind of this like not yeah like darkness about them like they've both kind of been very much wronged in their lives by their parents and and it kind of fucked them up for life so I, I really like that we kind of get to see more of that in these episodes to the point where like when they did kiss I was just like oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh they have like really good chemistry i understand yeah. i understand why it's like this this i understand why their relationship is so captivating to people so yeah because remind me in the book isn't it just like she leans in yeah and he what, doesn't they, he says he, he doesn't, doesn't kiss do her. Yeah. yeah and it never happens but then it's like i don't know there's like there's a question there of like did it actually ever happen because well because then like, who they, who told that part in the book was it daisy think, or was it billy i think they t- they both told pieces of it but i think i feel like we never really they neither of them ever own up to being together intimately um right. But I also feel like it is palpable that they could have had a relationship because you can always either collectively or independently make a decision not to disclose certain things about that time. Like, right. if you think it'd be bad for both of your images to disclose that you had an affair with, like, with your wife who's now, you know, yeah. gone, dead, um, <laughs> yeah. that's your choice. But I, I think that's a really interesting choice that the – and I think this is where things kind of get choppy because this is what I'm saying. Like in the book, you can kind of interpret things as you like to see them, but mm-hmm. you can't really do that with a television show because they show you what they see, what is what is perceived to be the truth, like right. what is canonically the truth in the television show, and that kind of makes it more difficult to interpret the book. But also, it doesn't. You could just not watch the show or like take the show right. as like not not canon, and then you'd be you'd be set. Right. Um, what was your second peak? How about what, what? What? What was the other thing that really uh, wiggled your wagon? Uh, um, the other thing that really wiggled my wagon was um, I low key love that Camila is the one who took the picture that ends up oh. being the album cover. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, she better be getting credit for that. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it adds so much depth to that whole storyline. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that she was there for the photo shoot because I don't think she was in the book. I can't remember no. exactly, but I like that she was there and I loved like seeing her conflict with it because like in the book I always felt like yeah, like she she couldn't stand her ground and she like, you know, she's not going to let Billy ruin her life mm-hmm. or their lives together. Yeah. But and like she, you know, told Daisy how it is, how it was a couple times, but mm-hmm. I like that we're seeing the fact that she's just not okay with this. No, yeah. And because it's like, I feel like you could almost easily see her as like, oh, she's chill, <laughs> you know? She's yeah. like, like I don't, I don't know how like to describe it, but I, I liked seeing the fact that she was seeing them because mm-hmm. it, yeah, Billy would come home at night, but she would never know exactly what was going on in between the times that he was gone. Yeah. And so the fact that she's seeing it for herself, this like tension that Billy and Daisy have and uh it was it just really adds to it and it just makes me like want to just protect her so much more because she's going through so much right now and it's terrible and I like Billy is not a likable character. No. I didn't really like him all that much in the book and a lot of it be- is because of his ego yeah. and like he gets in his own way. Yeah, but he does. He's got Camila, and he just doesn't, ugh. Yeah, he no, I know. He is just throwing all of that away, and it's just, ah, I just want to shake him. I know. <laughs> also, Camila's outfit in that scene, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Slay. The outfits <laughs> in the show are just, like, spectacular. Like, whoever's doing, yeah. as usual, whoever is doing wardrobe for these shows, pull up Incredible. to my house. Show me how to wear my clothing in my closet. Literally. What was your second peak? Uh, I think Violet Keogh, and I mentioned this before, but I just, I think she's really killing it as Daisy. Like her oh, yeah. attention to detail and interest in adapting book Daisy really comes through. I remember we saw a TikTok the other day about how she, in, she was really keen on getting the right hairstyle for Daisy based on mm-hmm. fan art of Daisy from the past couple of, like for the past year or so. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really special, like, when um, an actor or an actress, like, they, if they're the prior, if the, if the character's prior, been adapted already, if, like, in another form, if they've already been created, if they already exist, like, the actor takes the time to look back and see what that character is perceived as by the fans and actually try to adapt some of that into their, you know, into, into their portrayal of the character. Yeah. I also think, like, as an actress, she's really interesting because, like, she has... In this show, she has a very concise diction that kind of resembles the end of a transatlantic accent, which is super common for the 70s to have, like, a very clear dictate, like, very clear dictation and, like, a very clear pattern of speaking, but it's not exactly, it's not exactly transatlantic because, like, it's no longer, like, the 20s and 30s and, and 40s, but it's, it's, like, not necessarily the way that we talk today either that's a little more drawn out um yeah so i think that's really interesting i don't know if that's intentional or not but it's something i've noticed and i've always thought was kind of interesting yeah she's got like every time she speaks i'm like keep going <laughs> like please continue got such an interesting voice and it, it really just works for her character too it does it does love it what was your valley for this episode i don't know if i like that camila potentially was with eddie for a moment i yeah. i don't know how i feel about it and i don't know how i feel about it for many reasons so at first i was like no no <laughs> what are you doing uh, because I, I, I don't know if, I, I just, ooh, ugh. I mean, Eddie, of all people, Camila. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's a good point. Like, if, like, like, 
anybody him <laughs> you know? yeah but like i i just i know they probably did that for the sense of like we know who eddie is but like also i feel like it could have if she was gonna like go have her moment and almost like i guess get even with billy like i don't know if she needed to get even yeah but like i don't know if that was necessary i think she could have just gone out and had some drinks and maybe like just you know had a night for herself but like i don't know if like that was necessary but there was also like it could have easily been the guy that she was talking to in like the photo oh when yeah they were, like, developing photos i'm like i feel like it would have made sense for him yeah. because he was already kind of like coming on to her so mm-hmm. why did it have to be one of the bandmates you know i just don't i don't think that was I don't think that was necessary, but also like here's the reason why I'm like almost like not not necessarily okay with it, but like I can see why it works is because in the book obviously you have all of these different narrators and conflicting memories and storylines, so you don't really know what happens. And in the mm-hmm. book, there was a part where Billy says that Camila got Camila went out for a lunch date with. Um, someone that she knew from school yeah years ago and so they met up but then she was gone for longer than a normal lunch date should be and when she came home he asked her how it was and she said that was good and that was it and that's yeah that that's all like whatever happened that day happened but like yeah at the end of the day it was still the two of them so I'm okay with the fact that maybe it wasn't like she could have told him it was someone from school Mm-hmm. And it was somebody else. Like, I don't know. Like, Ooh, you never yeah. know because you don't know who's telling the truth and that's who's, like... So, like, that's why I'm, like, I'm I'm okay with that because maybe, like, my interpretation of it was different. And maybe, like, someone else who read the book could have a completely different interpretation. And it's because, like, you don't know what is real and what isn't. And so... Yeah. And even in the show you don't know what happened because it shows them talking but then it cuts to her crying in the car when she comes home and then she says i just needed a secret of my own that secret could have been so much and i mean it's kind of implied more with the fact that eddie like kind of runs away from billy when he comes back into the studio the next day yeah so like i feel like yeah and he's like hey bye (laughs) just so dumb but like i feel like that definitely implies that something more happened yeah but also you don't know you don't know so i it rubbed me the wrong way but it's not gonna ruin anything for me yeah like i still feel like i like like i said before my biggest fear is like them ruining camila's character but like at first i was like she wouldn't do that but i'm like yeah well maybe she would yeah i don't know She's kind of pissed if, if Billy's going off and doing this stuff, you know? Right. But I don't know how I feel about it, but I also get it. <laughs> it's basically my valley. I would have to agree with you. I would say that my uh, my valley was kind of Camila being paired with Eddie as well, just because it's Eddie. Like, he just kind of gives yeah. me the, the ick. Like, yeah. Like, and yeah. I think, I mean, I would defend Camila's adultery to the end because <laughs> I think she deserves to try to like take back some of her agency in a world where she right. doesn't really feel like she has control anymore and I would use the example of like Princess Diana cheating with other men when uh, Charles was cheating on her with Cam- Camilla mm-hmm. um, 
And I was just, I mean, I defend her with my life for doing that because he started it. You know, like, again, here, like, he, <laughs> he started, started it. it. He did. He started it. So, you know what? Like, she should she should be allowed to finish it. Like, good for her. Um, right. And I, I think my issue is probably just with the execution because you're right. There was that great scene in the book where Billy talks about Camila's potential affairs with a school friend. And I almost kind of wish there had been a scene where he got to talk about that, like, on camera. Yeah. Maybe that was something that he could have said you know, in his interview or whatever, um, instead of showing it and having it also right. be with Eddie. I feel like there were just other ways that that affair could have been demonstrated or lack thereof could have been demonstrated yeah. in the book that didn't have anything to do with Eddie. And, like, there was something about whoever was directing that next scene where Billy comes in and Eddie just sees him and turns around should have gotten like eight more takes of that because there was something very like giving a child directions in the school play about it like okay and you're gonna walk out and you're gonna turn around and go back in again like there was something very so quick automated about it that yeah automated like very very robotic about that that was like didn't really sit well with me and yeah because it was like it was like he was running away before the camera even panned over to him yeah or it's like you can you can like get that that was eddie considering what just happened but at the same time i was like huh he was literally a blur across the screen yeah and i also feel like book eddie wouldn't have run away book eddie would have been like yeah i fucked your wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah what you gotta do about it now huh yeah (laughs) i fucked your wife yeah Yeah. that was weird and you think that billy would have gone like well that was weird why are you doing that it was like it was something very high school about it and like yeah like i don't know i would have questioned it a little bit more i'd been like oh that was weird because i think the whole thing in the book is that like billy doesn't know what happened yeah he doesn't truly know and i feel like that moment of eddie running away from him is like enough for billy to be like oh so you were with my wife last night that's where she was yeah like or just and i feel like that takes away from the Oh, we don't know. Or just never put two and two together because he's probably like, my wife would never fuck Eddie. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a loser. Like, That's fair. <laughs> like, like, I got he her. He looks at him like, mm, finger. Yeah. nah. <laughs> Literally. So what song would you rage to if you suspected your husband was cheating on you, Caitlin? Oh, classic You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Woo! Please and thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect. Great song. The best F.U. song, I think, ever. Yeah, that's a good song. It's great. The amount of times I'm just like, <laughs> even when someone hasn't wronged me, I'm just like, yeah, I need to scream this song. I want you to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She's just, so she's good. the queen of that. Whenever I think of this song, I remember that it's about Dave Coulier from I know. <laughs> Full House, um, Uncle Joey. And it just like, it really, it like reorders my, my brain chemistry in a way that's like, what? <laughs> Many times when this song is playing and my mom is around, because my mom is the reason why I love Alanis Morissette, because my mom is iconic like that. Every time, like, the song is playing and I'm singing it, my mom will look at me and be like, you know, this is about Uncle Joey, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do, because this is brought up every time it's played. And it's just like, it's so funny, because I always just think of him going, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I bet he like said that him? to her and she smacked him. <laughs> yeah, as she should have. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, wow. That's a good what one. Song, what song would you play? Uh, I said The Chain by Fleetwood mm. Mac. I think all my songs are just going to be like Fleetwood Mac songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would be really funny. Um, and But like specifically the version 
it's live at the Forum Los Angeles. It's from 1982 because yeah. there's a part at the end where Lindsay Buckingham absolutely shreds it on the guitar and screams the Running Through the Shadows piece. It's so good. I, like, when I'm running, when I, when I go for my morning runs now, he goes, because it's like, Jane, keep us together. He goes, yes, I'm running, yes, I'm running. And I, whenever yeah. I go out running now, I'm like, yes, I'm running, yes, I'm running. Like, <laughs> because it's just so, it's so catchy. I don't know why. He, I don't know. Oh, so he must good. have been so angry during that scene but there's a comment on the youtube video for that specific performance that's like it's watching it's like watching your divorced parents have a fight in the kitchen or something like that (laughs) literally which it super is it's so good another thing about since you've brought up the chain Mm -hmm. i think that the beginning of honeycomb sounds all very similar to the chain yeah, they got the same like, like doot, doot, the way doot. the way it's like slowly like you hear the drum beat and then the guitar comes in. It's like yeah. not exact, but it's just enough to where every time I hear it, I'm like, huh? Yeah, like yeah. I think it's gonna go in a whole different direction. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's Honeycomb. It, yeah, it's Honeycomb because whatever whatever song started the beginning of episode four, I was like. What's kind of funny about this show is there are like a lot of bands that exist in real life, like the Birds. Mm-hmm. And I just think it'd be really funny if, like, one of the episodes was, like, Fleetwood Mac sending them a cease and desist letter for copying their likeness. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, all of the bands. (laughs) Yeah, every band exists in in, uh, Daisy Jones except for Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Which is crazy to think about. Yeah, of all bands. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay. Is there a character you would write a hit song about? Camila. Oh, yeah. Enough said. I just... It, it just hurts me because she cares so much, obviously, about Billy, but also she cares about Daisy. Like, she's so excited mm-hmm. for her to, like, be a part of their family. And she tells Daisy, like, we wouldn't have this house if it wasn't for you. And, yeah. like, she just, she invited her to the party because she wanted to meet her. And, like, you could see it. I'm like, oh, you could see their friendship possibly form if, like, Daisy knew how to, like, be cared for in that way and like mm-hmm. when Camila's just like we're a family we take care of each other we'll take care of you you take care of us and like yeah. it just hurts me that like Camila had like well like she says like trust it's the heart it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do mm-hmm. and the fact that she put that trust in Daisy and she put that trust in Billy and you know they did her dirty like that that's why I like yeah, we shit on Billy all the time because he's cheating on his wife. But also, like, it makes me mad because I'm like, Daisy, you know, mm-hmm. he's married. And it, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It hurts. It hurts because it's like Camila was so ready and willing to be there for Daisy. And then they just went and hurt her. Like, Yeah, like, and not just that, but, like, Camila is kind of the person that pushes Daisy and Billy together in the very beginning. You know, like, she's yeah. the one saying, you know, I think I just need to give him a little push. And, like, pushes. Yeah. And that's why she invites Daisy, not just to get closer to her, but also to, like, get Billy and Daisy to finally try to work together so that they can and, actually become yeah. a band fully. So it's, mm-hmm. like, so unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Oops. I. Oops. Did I do that? <laughs> oops. I, for me, this this past couple of episodes, I feel like were really strong episodes for Daisy and her character development. So yeah. I'd probably write a song about her. I felt like, I really do feel like she did carry these few episodes and I was really I was really invested in her character um throughout um and I I also just like I like her character I feel like she's very like spiritual and yet very sure of herself like Mm -hmm. she kind of has this air of like I don't give a fuck but I 
also really do care and I do give a fuck. I really, I really, really like her character. Like, yeah, a lot. No, because I, I feel the exact same. Like, she's very complex. Where, yeah. like, and I, I think what I like about her is that she, she's sure of herself, but you know there's so much doubt there. Like, I liked the moment where, you know, she's talking to Billy before they go on stage and he's telling her, like, oh, I know it can be scary, whatever, and mm-hmm. but it's going to be okay. And she's like, is this pep talk for you? Because I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But then the the band goes out on stage and then you see her, like, by herself. And that's where she almost, like, drops the facade because she, like, kind of, like leans against something and like drops her head and then she has to like you know take some drugs and drink some alcohol before she gets out on stage herself so like Mm -hmm. she puts she wants the world to think that she's good and she's fine but Mm -hmm. she really isn't but she's not fine she's really seriously (laughs) struggling with addiction so (laughs) are you telling that you're fine but you're really not fine (laughs) you're not fine yeah oh my god yeah uh so what character would you smash a guitar over uh oh my god it's gonna be billy i feel like it's gonna be billy every episode uh, yeah i think we're gonna love camila and daisy and protect them and then we're gonna smash billy yeah yeah she he's just he's got such a god complex and he's like so controlling and he just like is i there's just nothing interesting to me about him it's like one of those cases where it's like there are all these beautiful incredible strong women around billy and he's just mediocre and yeah. I feel like I just don't care. Like, I don't care about him. When he says to her, when he says to Daisy when they're writing at Teddy's place, and he says, someone did a number on you, and he calls Daisy broken. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry? Like, who said you could talk to her like that? Like, I don't know. Like, he says so many awful things, but that just really got me because I think there's a certain way sometimes that, like, dudes talk about women's healing and experiences i hear the word Mm -hmm. daddy issues a lot and Mm -hmm. i just like really like when he when he said that that brought back some memes for me i was like you know what you know what you should go through the glass behind you like truly (laughs) um also his blow on the his blow on the 90s for like the interviews like be fucking oh yeah he looks like kendall jenner like his the straight hair i was like are you like a newscaster are you are you a fucking i don't even i can't like he just he, it's too much he looks like he's trying to cosplay the winter soldier to me That's oh my god it is giving bucky <laughs> vibes yeah um in the scene okay and then also this is like not relevant at all but in the scene we're on the beach and she tells daisy tells him her real name and it's margaret uh-huh. I think it'd be funny if when he said, I have a confession for you, he concluded with, my name is also Margaret. <laughs> like, that's my real name as well. <laughs> oh my god, my real name is Twin Margaret. Twin flames. <laughs> <laughs> when you have the same name. <laughs> uh, who is yours? I mean, Billy, obviously. Yeah. Like, I, there was something that, like, I, he's not a favorite at all for me at all. I know, I know I've already said this, but like, a lot of it is because he has that ego. Yeah. But... And, like, I just, I'm sorry, but if you, like, like if you can't get over yourself to see that, like, someone's, like, like, you know, Daisy does make the song better. She makes the band better. And mm-hmm. he, he's so against her joining the band because he's just like, no, this is my thing. This, this is, is my, my band. band. And it's not going how I want, so therefore no one can have fun. And it's just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, he's not even doing it for the band. He's never done it for anybody else but himself. And it just bothers me so much because I'm just, like get over yourself like oh you're, my God, you're not that great he's exhausting and he never lets anybody i feel like daisy allows room for other members of the band to contribute creatively yeah 
And that's just not yeah. something he's willing to do. He's like being a real, a real poo poo head about it. So right, and like even Eddie's like she like daisy was saying stuff that i've been saying for years yeah and it's just like it's just finally like like there was a line that um billy says something about like something about fighting with other people and she's just like how do you know you're a good fighter because like no one fights with you you know yeah. so, something along those lines i'm like yeah because he just everyone just kind of follows his lead and, and like they're clearly unhappy but like they don't say anything about it because billy doesn't let them yeah and the scene that really like made me not like him more was the fact like when he's telling her like interrupting her like going like again and again and like in yeah. the uh, recording studio when she's like singing mm-hmm. it was so it, I hated it because it's like I hated the fact that he felt like he had control over her and he's just like oh well she didn't show up yesterday so it's the least we can do I'm like no now you're just being a dick mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're just like every time he said again I'm like somebody stop him like yeah. he is He's just totally, like, luring over her, and I, I hated it so much, and it just made me feel bleh. Yeah, he and put a he's, cage, a bird yeah. in a cage, and then made it sing, which is, like, very yeah gross and, like, ew. Yeah, I wasn't a fan, so I, I just, ugh, just the fact that he thinks that, like, any of this is okay, and then just the fact that he won't admit to himself that he's the problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost, yeah. it almost makes the show kind of hard to watch, because it's, like, you want to root for Daisy. You want to root for. You want to root for Camila, but like, you can't root for Billy, and Billy is their prime love interest. Yeah. So you're just like left with like this feeling of like, oh, maybe Daisy and Camila should get together, which is <laughs> I feel like a thing that happens a lot now. It's like, oh, yeah. two amazing women, one mediocre dude. <laughs> get rid of him and then we're happy yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i mean it makes for a really interesting story because you're like oh where is this gonna go like mm-hmm. but it, when when he's there all the time and like i don't like i root for him in the sense where like i want him i want him to be better know, stay clean and yeah. you want to see him get better but when he takes the people around him down with him it Mm -hmm. just makes it harder but it is a compelling story in that way so that's why and that's what I really liked about the book where it's just like oh Billy I want to root for you but you're making it so hard like yeah so yeah no I know he's making choices choices were made so Caitlin let's remind the audience of what our tier list uh, tears are at the very top we have made me eat all my house's drywall and the accompanying nails mm, delicious uh the second tier is made me mentally ill affectionate mm-hmm. neutral like my ph balance made me mentally ill foreboding and then finally at the very bottom we have riverdale core riverdale core where does this string of episodes fall on our tier list for you um i'm gonna put it up at mentally ill affectionate mm, yeah because yeah, yeah. i i really was enjoying it so much more like i was having fun i was in it and i think a lot of it is because again like i said in the last episode like i wasn't truly in it until daisy showed up with mm-hmm. the band and so i feel like having all of their dynamics all together now um made it way more enjoyable and um we were getting to some of the parts of the book that were my favorite like you mentioned the writing session between mm-hmm. billy and daisy like i really like seeing that um i loved seeing uh them like record and perform together like i thought that was really great so i 
really did enjoy these few episodes. Um, I still think that if I didn't read the book, I probably never would watch the show. Um, yeah. In the sense that, like, yeah, it's an interesting story, but it doesn't, like, grab me as much as other shows have had. Like, like I, I'm in it because I want to just see how they do it. I'm not in it yeah. because, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's like, it's like I'm neutral on it, but I'm entertained, but at the same time, I probably once this is over, I won't think about the show again. Ever again in my life, yeah. Yeah, the the I think the biggest impact it'll have is my summer wardrobe this year, which is going to be everything that Daisy wears. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I I but I did really enjoy these episodes, and I thought they were really good. I'm I'm gonna put this string at Riverdale Core because um, <laughs> there were just a couple of things I think just that didn't work for me in terms of yeah. like the staging like that scene with eddie where he just like turns around really quickly and walks away <laughs> or like the vi- something i cannot that's been haunting me since i watched these last night was the very end scene where she pulls up to uh where did she end up and was it rome it italy italy yeah rome, and it's like she pulls up and there's a voiceover of somebody asking how long she's gonna stay and she's like oh i haven't really figured it out yet and it's just the voiceover was so off-putting to me like it just didn't fit for me i feel like they didn't yeah. need it it was like the dubbing over you could tell it was done in a studio someplace it was just very mm-hmm. cheap to me um i get that and then i i think i persist with the the feeling that a lot of the music like this this whole vibe the vibe is very diet fleetwood mac for me like it's just really not it's just not really it's like there are parts of it that i'm enjoying i'm really enjoying really cute but i really i think that the acting is kind of mid and i think Mm -hmm. I think, and then I also think in classic Riverdale core fashion, there are parts of it that are very glamorous and interesting and like appeal to my little, my little, my little noggin. But I do also think like, it's kind of like they could, they could do a better job. Like it it could have been better. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Lit by Moonlight. Tune in next time when we review episodes seven and eight of Daisy Jones and the Six. Weehoo. Yay. I'm looking forward to it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) This could be fun. Bye. Bye.